Hello, welcome back to Just Blink Podcast. I am your host, Javon Benson, and I hope that everyone is having a wonderful life. That's my intention of this podcast. If you are here for the first time, then welcome. If you are back, then welcome back. Today is a wonderful, wonderful topic that we're going to discuss. We're discussing belief. You see, if you ain't been, if you wasn't here for the first podcast, the first podcast was talking about being human and why humans struggle so hard. And I gave five reasons. First one is belief. The second one is we get caught up in our stories. The third one is we are a limit, limitless souls in a limited body. The fourth reason. Well, the fourth reason and the third reason seems to go together. Because being a limitless soul in a limited body causes us to search. And so it's searching is the fourth reason. And the fifth reason is we are one and we don't know it. Therefore, we suffer. Those are the five reasons. But today, we're going to deal with belief. See, I promised you last week, I said I was going to go through these reasons. And we're going to do that. Now, before I get into this whole thing about belief, let me tell the new people, the new listeners, and remind the old listeners that, hey, you don't have to believe all of this. You don't have to accept all of what I'm about to say. What I'm about to say may seem quite startling and it will it may it may even cause some what ifs, yeah buts and how abouts. And you know what? That's perfectly fine. Where you are is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I just ask for the moments that we are sharing together that you put them to the side and then pick them up when you're ready. When you leave on your way out the door. No one's going to take them from you. Especially me. I'm not here to change your belief. I'm here to actually give you another way of looking at it. Now, you're going to hear this every time. So, you know, I'm just saying. That's going to be the beginning of all the podcast. Is telling people that they don't have to believe it. Because people will resist the message that I'm trying to deliver. If they feel that they have to believe it. This is a good topic to have right now because this will set the precedence. I can't say that word. This will set the standard for every podcast from here on in. So let's get into it. Let's talk about this belief thing. I'm going to change the music. Here we go. Now I want you to relax As you hear this music And I want you to relax into what I'm saying And I want you to take a big breath Breathe in Breathe out Breathe in And breathe out Relax your mind Open to the possibility Of learning something new 
You know, belief is one of those things that we tend to not pay attention to. We think we do, but we stomp it out. We do that with our adult life. You see, when you were a kid, you were unstoppable in your belief. And as a matter, as a matter of fact, your belief was so strong, it created a reality for you. If you believed in Santa Claus, you created a moment around Christmas time in which everything was perfect for you. You created that anticipation of having him slide down the chimney. You lived that reality so strongly that you got milk and cookies to sit out for Santa Claus. The Easter Bunny. You would hope that the Easter Bunny would leave you those chocolate eggs. The Tooth Fairy, you believed in it so strongly that when you lost your tooth, you would put a tooth under your pillow. You believed that you can fly. Some of you tried to jump out of a window and your parents caught you like, no, don't do that, or jump off a couch. You believed that you were Superman and could save the world, so you you tried to save the world. You believed in the boogeyman, monsters in the closet or under the bed, and decided that the world is not safe, and you lived that reality. And that reality was so strong that you can hear them under your bed thumping or in the closet waiting for you to go to sleep so they can eat you. Along the road of humanity, you encounter life. Our parents living out that experience of life stop believing in that. You have an imaginary friend, stop, stop that. That's not acceptable. The conditions of our parents quells our belief and we start to live in what's normal and we forget about believing. I say all this because the first thing I want to bring to your attention is that belief changes behavior. If you want to get someone, and I said this last week, if you want to get someone to do something, you enroll them in the belief of it. This is one of the greatest secrets of mankind. This thing of belief, this, it, it created the Hitler experience. It created the Jesus experience. It created the Buddha experience, the Martin Luther King experience, the Attila the Hun experience, the Napoleon experience. We like to talk about Hitler and we like to vilify Hitler for all that he did. But what we fail to do is to address in it. They believed it. So we we don't deal with these things. Therefore, history repeats itself. Racism keeps going simply because we refuse to deal with the simple fact that there are some notions about black people, about white people, Asians that we believe. If I believe that all white people are going to hurt me, that I'm going to behave in a manner in which I would I would not talk to them. I would even go on to say I hate them and they are the enemy. If a white person believed that a black that all blacks are thug, that all blacks are lazy, shiftless, and whatever, then guess what? They're going to act in accordance to that belief. 
This is why when we drive, when you, when you see two people driving, a black woman and a white, a black man and a white woman, she immediately locks her car, clenches to her purse. Now, we would come to a conclusion that she was being hateful, racist, but we don't question the belief. Belief is so strong, it overrides our sense of common decency. It overrides our sense of logic. My friends, belief is the gateway to your subconscious. You see, in the book of Proverbs, it talks about, um, there's a part where it says, give me the child for seven years and I will show you the man. Now, it just so happens there was a study done in which they took a bunch of children from different environments and they studied the way they grew up. As a matter of fact, I was a part of a study for a long time where they would call every five years to see where you are in your life. I think I'm due for one uh, pretty soon, actually. And it was discovered that hypnosis begins from a child's birth to seven years old. I know all your life you've been wondering, how can a person be rich and dumb, smart and poor? You would think that a straight-A student would grow up one day to be rich, and it never fails. But there are a lot of straight-A students that are still in the slums and the ghettos. Why is this? Because of the belief. And if it's not the belief of the child, it's the belief of the parent. I remember the first time I told my parents that I had a child. Now, I'm visually impaired, and getting a job is a big deal to us because 70%, a little over 70% of blind folks are jobless, unemployed. This is life circumstances that are thrown at us. But so I called my grandmother and like, guess what? I got a job. The first thing she said, without blinking, you better make sure they don't mess with your Social Security, boy. I'm not saying that what she said was wrong. I'm just saying that the belief about money is ingrained in her so much that she couldn't even consider the fact that maybe, just maybe, the job that I had made way more than what Social Security, Social Security could ever give me. And I had an opportunity for a better life. She couldn't consider that maybe being productive was a way to live a successful life. You see how strong, am I, am I making the point clear here? How important belief is? Am I making a good case for the fact that belief plays an important part in our lives? Belief changes behavior. And couple that with our inherent addiction. Those who listened last week heard me say that can sometimes be more deadlier than cocaine. And that addiction is being right. See, we love being right so much that we will hold on to beliefs that don't serve us. We will hold on to traditions that does not serve us. You see, in the 1600s, we thought that women that read or did something that a man would do would be a witch. And we would burn them. That's what we believed. We held on to that because we enjoyed being right. How many friends have you lost? How many relationships have you bumbled through just to be right rather than being happy? You see, I, I am one person that loves being right. I hate being wrong. 
And I went to the length of controlling people, manipulating the facts or lying just to make myself right. It became more of a game to me that I was playing. And what I was winning was temporary satisfaction, power control. But when I truly took a look at myself, I had nothing. But I was right. You keep insisting that your beliefs are the right beliefs, then you will be right by yourself. This idea of belief can be insidious, especially when it comes to religion. We believe that you have to serve the right God, read the right book, go to the right church, say the right prayers, do the right sacraments. So much so that if you even go and visit another religion, you consider it being blasphemous. I was raised Christian, and I remember asking questions about God, and you know, they weren't they weren't bad questions. They weren't questions challenging God, but they were asking certain questions about the Bible. And the first thing you learn is not to question. It's coincidental that religion puts so much, at least the Christian beliefs, puts so much on faith. Now, I'm not here to bash Christianity. Please don't think that. Because if it works for you, and if it helps you be a productive citizen, that's all I'm about. If Christianity helps you bring love to your fellow man, true love, Christ-like love, not that fake love, that thoughts and prayers love that everybody keeps shelling out every time a child gets shot in school or something happens that's tragic. I'm talking about Christ's love where you are stepping in the mud with your fellow man to pull them out. If you have that, then being a Christian is a wonderful thing. But from my experience, it seems that a lot of people like to play house with it. They'll bash you over the head with it, but don't do nothing for their fellow man. Especially if you're not serving the right God. Do you know how many wars were started over religious beliefs? Do you believe in God? No. Bam, you're dead. Do you believe in God? Yes. Do you, do you believe in the God that I serve? No. Bam, you're dead. We have caused so much drama, so much tragedy in this world. And it all stems from, you guessed it, belief. Now, I'm not saying that belief itself is a bad thing. Because when you're a child and you believe in something, you will figure out how to get it done. Because you're unstoppable as a child. Look at your child and look at how they play. How they play would determine what they are here for. They play with their toys. They begin inventing their purpose. And us as parents, us as adults, because we're so trapped in our beliefs and we had our beliefs stumped out, we go and stump out theirs. As a matter of fact, that was a Facebook video in which I saw a child standing on the couch with a towel wrapped around, you know, around his neck. He's looking like Superman. And he's like, look, I'm Superman and I could do anything and save the world. And the mother yelled at him saying, get off my couch before I beat your so-and-so and give me my towel. Walked up to him, smacked the child and took the towel away. In that very moment, looking at his face, I can tell that his dreams died right there. 
we have to stop doing this to our children. I understand you don't want the child to be on the couch. I understand you may not want the child to play with clean towels. But you could say, hey, Superman, would you do me a favor and save my couch by getting off of it, you know? Or you can just give him here, play with this towel instead. But you don't kill their dreams. You are responsible for nurturing not only your child, but their dreams. You support them. And yes, you do keep them safe. I'm not saying that you go so far into their belief that you let them jump out of windows or you let them be in danger. But you let them know that you support the thought of them saving the world. And you let them know that they can do it. It is important that we look at beliefs and the beliefs that work for us, we nurture them. The beliefs that do not work for us, we throw them away. Don't demolish the whole house. To do that would be too much for you because it would make everything you ever believed wrong. And that's not necessarily true. There is no right and wrong. But what I'm asking of you is that you take a look at the bricks of your house. Examine it brick by brick and what does not work, you replace. Take a look at your beliefs and ask yourself, are these beliefs working for me? If they are, then how can you nurture them? If they do not work, why? And what could be put in place so that either they can work or what new belief can you find? You see, I'm about world peace and I believe you are too. You know, everyone screams about world peace. I think that we are all trying to get there, but we don't know how. So when I'm talking about what works and what don't, I'm talking about it in a contextual way, which means you want world peace, I'm going to talk about it as if you want world peace. So I'm going to take your beliefs and I'm going to hold them up to you and say, it's your beliefs leading towards world peace. World peace is a very broad statement. So I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it um, a little bit more plain. You say you want peace with your family. You want peace with your wife, your husband, your children. Are the beliefs that you're holding on to working towards that goal of peace with your family? What would it look like if you could mend all your relationships? I believe a lot of things in life could be solved in 15 minutes or less if you're willing to accept your belief, but also accept theirs. I'm going to say it again. Accept their beliefs. If you got to struggle so hard to convince somebody that your beliefs are the business, then chances are you don't believe in it as much as you think. You got some people on this planet killing because they strongly believe in something. But you also got people that are killing because they're scared that the person that they're killing has the power to change their beliefs. Because if you change your belief, you have to change your behavior. If a KKK member changed the belief that black folks were lower than them, 
then they would have to change the behavior. They would have to leave the clan, they would have to denounce the clan, and they would have to go in their separate ways. And changing your beliefs can be a very lonely road sometimes. But if you boldly step out on what you believe, and if it resonates with you, and if you truly believe it, then people are going to be attracted to you that believe the same thing. What made the Hitler experience is he believed what he believed so much that people followed him. People are going to follow you. Where are you going to take them? As a matter of fact, people are following you right now as we speak. You never know who's watching you. Your children are following you. Your wife is following you. Your mother is following you. Your, your, your father's following you. Your cousins, your friends, your coworkers, your boss. You are teaching and you don't even know it. So what are you teaching? So now that we've dealt with belief, how do we change our beliefs? What made people decide that burning witches was not right, that slavery was not right. What is this hidden pendulum that swings us from the Hitler experience to the Chrysler, to the Christ experience, right back to the Hitler experience? The first thing you have to do in order to change your belief is to examine them. I mean, look at them, truly look at them, not glance at them, look at them, pick them apart. What has your belief done for you? Has it brought people closer to you? Has it pushed people away? How do you feel with this belief that you hold on to? Does your belief about another brings you closer to them or pushes you away? Does it help you resolve issues or do they convince you to run and hide? Are your beliefs based off of fear or love? Second question, what are you trying to do while you're on this planet? What are you standing for? You see, a lot of people think that their beliefs are their own. They're not. As I said many, many times in this podcast, they're passed down to you. A lot of people don't think on their own. They're going off of autopilot setting your beliefs aside what are you trying to accomplish are the beliefs you're holding on to or are they pushing you further away from your goals the third thing you ask yourself am I willing to look at something new am I willing to examine not take on examine a new truth a truth that may change your life those are three good questions write them down I'm truly interested in what you discover do this exercise by yourself without television without any interruption you can put on some meditation music if you want to but do this exercise and read it back to yourself after that write down your thoughts about what you read put those away and give it another week. Pull it out, read both documents, your exercise and what you wrote. And you will discover 
you have some hidden beliefs. If you decide to change them, how do we change them, Javon? How do we do that? You could change them through hypnosis. You could change them through um, Kelly Howell has H. I think it's H O W E L L has this unique. It alters your brain just by you falling asleep with it. Seventeen days to develop a habit. And most of all, enrollment. Tell people what you're up to. Find a group that supports your new belief so that they can help you. And they can help you till the soil and plant it deep and help you nurture your new belief. Help you learn about your new belief. Help you If you are looking for a new religion, you would not If you were trying to be a Muslim, you would not go to your Christian friends and say, Hey, I'm trying to be a Muslim. Will you help me do that? Go where the Muslims are. If you're trying to be a vegetarian, don't go where the meat is. Go where the vegetarians hang out. The strongest tool we have in our tool belt is relationship. So find people that you can relate to that will support your new relationship with your belief. I am looking forward to how this is going to go for you because my job is for you to live a powerful life. I'm not here to change anybody's belief. I'm here to let you know that that's why you're doing what you're doing. One of the reasons. Next week, we will get into reason number two because Beliefs create stories. Oh my God. That's going to be a good one. So if I were you, I would not miss out because it's going to connect to this podcast. And if you have not listened to podcast number one, go back and listen to podcast number one because it connects to this podcast. I am so happy that you gave me your time. And if you have any questions, feel free to contact me at JustBlinkLifeCoach at gmail.com Or you can comment on the YouTube page, JustBlink And I will get back to you And I want you to know that I love you and there's not a damn thing you can do about it You take care Be blessed I'm out